0: what happened was we reached the moon but lost in space i think we got there all too soon
1: welcome back to flop stars season six the podcast where we celebrate albums that are close to our hearts that didn't rocket up the charts i don't know how i f that up i do the same intro every single week but I've messed it up. Anyway, you get the point. A lot of you have been here for a long time and you understand what the podcast is about. So I'm not going to repeat it. We're going to go on. This episode, we are looking into the artist who was actually our very first flop stars episode ever. We started with Carly Rae Jepsen's Emotion because we felt that it captured the essence of a flop star, An album that is unbelievably good, but didn't do anything on the charts. I think it's going to be a similar story with The Loneliest Time. Her new album, which dropped on Friday alongside Taylor Swift's *Midnights*, it's a brilliant pop record by a brilliant pop mind, and I've got Nick Kelly here to discuss it with me. How are you? Thanks for sitting through that.
0: <laughs> Fabulous! You got there in the end. It was a bit of a roundabout, <laughs> but we got there. Um, I am great. I've been up since four thirty because I crammed the wrong album yesterday. I thought we were doing *Dedicated* yeah. for some reason. Um, even though we had *The Loneliest Hour* written down, and then I realized, like, I listened to *The Loneliest Hour* on Saturday. But I hadn't like deep dived on it and really thought about it. Yeah. So that was kind of on my to do list for the rest of the week. So now <laughs> I'm glad I've got well, we, can, we can do
1: dedicated another time. We've That's got that bought. in the bank now. I was You've like, done your homework done early. It? Yeah, exactly. It's all sitting there. Um, it, it actually is wild that we haven't done that oh, album I'm, yet. I'm so it's excited wild it's it. taken six seasons to come back to Carly. Obviously, we've <laughs> come back to people like Charlie and Gaga, um, but never Carly. I'm happy to be here.
0: Time goes. I mean, it's worth thinking back to our first impressions of the very
1: first song we got from this, which was "Western Wind." Flop. Stars. It's not the most immediate thing she's ever done. It's certainly not the best thing she's ever done, but it's just like syrupy, and it just sits right in the pocket.
0: I really love the way that Carly's approached it, and I think whatever Lane Carly approaches, she's gonna do in her way, but do it in a really accessible, interesting, and sophisticated way. Flop. Stars. We have come a very long way with our discovery of this record, right? We've really come a long way. There's been so many twists and turns. And now listening to this thing in full, it is so brilliantly thought out. And Western Wind now sits at the very middle, the very centrepiece almost of where this album goes from the sort of big heights to the saddest, saddest depths of the record as well, right?
1: Yeah, I've had whiplash with the rollout for this album because Western Wind... (laughs) gave us this very californian almost psychedelic vibe very chilled introspective and then we went from that to beach house which is one of the most camp kitschy songs she's ever done (laughs) then we went to talking to yourself which is like a classic carly pop record and then we went to the loneliest time which is this disco epic that's going mental on tiktok now So, it's just been all over the place, but somehow Western Wind works as the centerpiece of the record. It captures the very essence of what this album's about, which to me is about sitting with yourself, taking everything in, thinking about it, and then letting it all out. And it comes out in so many different ways. There's sadness on this album, there's cheekiness, there's love, there's lust, there's heartbreak, it's all there. There's so many different expressions of it. But at the core is this like feeling of centering yourself, being alone, sitting with your feelings and then seeing what comes out. Absolutely.
0: I mean, it, it feels like her most human album so far and Definitely. when you're someone who makes the kind of saccharine pop music that she does it can be hard to find that human element sometimes and i think she does it better than most i think she brings that sort of even on the most unbridledly joyous songs she still brings a very human side to it and everything feels very sort of inclusive and like you're there with her singing the song in a in a crowd yeah. um but in a weird way i think this one just just it just feels it's 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 just so beautiful and i think it all starts at the very top. I think Surrender My Heart is one of the most brilliant opening album tracks oh, I've heard in so long. It's I think, so good.
1: It ridiculous? almost competes with Runaway with me. Almost. Oh, literally,
0: literally though, it puts everything on the table. Show you. I want to show you my not-so-perfect family. You're yeah. showing the, like, to show that deepest rawness at the early part of a relationship. That's when you make the jump into it being a serious relationship. And she's not only making that relationship with the person that she's kind of talking about in in, in the song, she's making that connection with us. She's telling us yeah. that she's going to put this all on the table on this record. She's setting the tone for exactly where it's going to go. And it doesn't mean that it's all going to be sad and it doesn't mean it's all going to be low tempo and low mood. It means it's going to have more of a human feel to it. It's going to have those yeah. highest highs and those moments of joy, but also those really sad moments as well. Um, and obviously there are, there are some reflections on family on this record as well, especially after the passing of her grandmother during COVID um, that she reflects on Um quite a lot yeah. on this record, especially on Benz. Um, but I just think that I, w- I really want to focus on that opening track for a second because it's, you know, it's just so, the statement of intent, it's like the, the thesis in a year 12 essay. In this essay, yeah. I am going to... <laughs> She puts that on the table at the very top in this tight two-minute package, lets you know everything you're about to hear, and opens up that dialogue back and forth with us. And I think that's such a special thing to be able to do in such a pop way.
1: And she bridges together. That song's very cleverly placed in that it does bridge it to... um, It kind of sounds like old Carly in a way, like, this love isn't crazy um now that i've found you run away with me like it's in that vibe so you you can react to it and you can relate to it if you're a carly fan but then she hits you straight away with joshua tree and you're like (laughs) this is not what (laughs) not what i'm expecting you know suddenly (laughs) we're on this like quirky kind of mushroom-esque psychedelia that that is threaded through the whole album but occasionally, and so well-placed too, she just hits you with the pure Carly Pop. Like, yep. Surrender My Heart, Talking To Yourself, The Loneliest Time. Um, They're just like, there's a few others on there as well, like Shooting Star, I feel like. Just like little punches of pop that she puts in there to to keep the whole thing afloat. But apart from that, it's a real different Carly Rae Jepsen project, I think. It and is. I put it out there and I said, I feel like this is a difficult one to to relate to straight away because I'm used to Carly Records being such an instantaneous hit of serotonin. And this one's not that. But interestingly, a lot of people disagreed with me and said, no, this one hit me straight away. So what what was your experience with that?
0: Yeah, to be honest, I think it hit me straight away as well because I think I've almost been, um, you know, without asking for it, waiting for this Carly. I think I've been waiting for this kind of depth. And I think... Yeah almost in the same way that the 1975 album, the joy in so many of the songs allows for those moments of vulnerability and reflection and earnestness. I think that earnestness is earned by Carly in these songs because she's put so much, you know, ridiculousness and joy and sunshine out and rainbows and glitter out into there that when she actually wants to get reflective, and it's not like this is the first time she's done this, but I think it's probably the most kind of vulnerable she has opened up so far um, I I think she's earned that, and I think she deserves, you know, a, a depth of listening. Um, yeah, a, yeah. And so, yeah, it kind of is, it's kind of, a, it's kind of a combination of both. I didn't just get serotonin and joy out of it, but I got accessibility out of it without a doubt. And I think that opening track sets it up. And I think without, to be yeah. honest, I think without that op- opening track, I think I'd be a little bit lost, and it'd probably take me a few more listens to kind of get, You know, the overall vibe of the album. But hearing at the top that she's going to pretty much open her heart up, I think it. it, I wasn't surprised at the twists and turns as much as I would have been um, otherwise. And, you know, but then thinking without that opening track and thinking about the tracks themselves, yeah, I I think the, the, uh, the earnest and vulnerable moments make so much sense on this record. I think the placement can maybe be a bit jarring sometimes, but it's just part of the human condition. You can come from the highest highs to the lowest lows in two seconds flat. It's just how yeah, like your brain totally. is just how these ridiculous, over um, overdeveloped human brains work these days. Yeah,
1: totally. She said she told the ring music was something I really leaned on, but in a different way, in a more survival way than I have in previous records, which is so interesting to hear from her because she's always been this like hit of serotonin, as I said. And to think about her music as being a, a reflection of a sad or difficult time for her is, is a different way to look at Carly and a different way to read Carly. But it also gives this music so much more purpose. And there's moments that hit me on this album more than any other Carly song I've ever heard if you catch me in the right mood you know like cut to the feeling and run away with me get me when I'm in that big like mood of euphoria and I'm amongst people but like a song like Ben's for example is probably one of the like uh, most emotive songs that Carly's ever written and such a a beautiful moment on the album as well
0: I mean just a a really special reflection on you know, loss and, and coming back together after you lose someone. And, um, yeah. you know, I think, I think it's particularly, you know, uh, poignantly for me, my, you know, my grandmother's in her final years. Um, I still see her once a week. I'm very lucky to do that during the pandemic. I yeah. wasn't lucky enough to do that. She's in a, in a nursing home and, um, you know, watching her kind of, um, her emotions kind of slither away, and and the less stimulated she is by family around her, the more her brain kind of just turns to mush. And yeah. this is a woman who's you know loved and been loved for 91 years, and. You know, the more that I see her, the more I realize that you know it is her kind of final, final days, and these are my final cherished memories with her. And uh,
1: you know the way that Carly oh kind of reflects... emotional. We're, I know. I meant to yell at each other. Not I crying.
0: know. And we're talking about fucking Carly Ray Jepsen. <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs>
0: but I, uh, you know, this is the fucking brilliance of pop music, and this is the the absolute joy of this type of music, as you can. You can have both. You can have your cake and eat it too. And, um, yeah, I I think going through, I have a very small family and I think going through, um, this is probably the most sort of elongated path towards grieving we've ever gone through as a family. Yeah. And I think to hear the way that Carly's kind of rebuilt after the loss of her grandmother and, you know, brought the family back together again and, um, and, you know, taking the, the lessons, I think, is very sort of almost almost comforting and soothing to me, um, you know, yeah. knowing, that, knowing that life will go on and we'll take the great things and, you know, and, and we will rebuild. And, you know, and then there's still joy. There's still so much joy on the record as well. But, yeah, Ben's yeah. is kind of that moment such where we a, get a bit deeper than we ever have before, right?
1: Yeah, it's such a beautiful read on it. And particularly, like, it's just this quote that I found of her saying... That I, th- I think the feeling that you can be in a dark place and to know that it is temporary and that the light's coming and to know that that's going to be a cycle that happens back and forth throughout life is always a huge thing. Is you know, that like... not
0: the album? Is that not the whole album in one Kyler Jepsen
1: quote? That is actually it. It is actually it. Because if you think <sighs> you go from like sideways, really fun, crazy, quirky song to Ben's, Sorry, nuts. from Beach House to Ben's, bang. So, and it's up and down the whole time. Yes. Go from so nice to bad thing twice, which is again down. Yes. And then up to Shooting Star, and then down to go find, to yourself, find yourself or whatever, oh. which is just an absolute slam dunk in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Produced um, by Ross Starm. His two features are his two production credits on the album Western Wind and Go Find Yourself or Whatever.
0: I want to talk uh, briefly before we jump into a song game about shooting star because holy shit, seeing Solomonophonic on a record of this magnitude yeah, is the best. So, if you don't know Solomonophonic yet, this is the guy who helped make Remy Wolf find her thing and help that yeah. Remy Wolf record come together. And I'm very conscious of putting female pop stars into the male producer. You know, putting them under the male yeah. producer. Remy is a genius. There is no doubting that. Her collaboration with Solomonophonic is what makes that record so special. I spoke to Dora Jar, who just supported Billie Eilish in Australia, about Solomonophonic the other day. And I, I prefaced it with the same thing. I said, I don't want to reduce this conversation to talking about your male producer. And she's like, No, I love to talk about that guy because he's a fucking weird genius and he's a coot. Yeah. And like, the the records that he's dropped of just his own as well um as an artist this guy i give it 3 years he will be one of the most prolific pop producers in the world he's a genius and he brings out a side of Carly i have never heard before on shooting star and it's just um,
1: it's just ridiculous right it's ridiculous i have to say that is my least favorite song what? but i do love his production with remy Woo. yeah i've i've got a lot of shit for saying that but I don't know. To me, it just it just goes too far outside of what the vibe of the album is. And it sounds like it should be on Kylie's disco. That's the that's the vibe I get from it. I don't hate it at all. It's like yeah. a seven out of ten for me. No, but, I you mean. um but yeah, it's just a different vibe. But I do love that she takes that chance to work with people like him because she also works with a guy called Bullion on this record who basically has no major pop credits. He's a he's like a British electronic music producer he's worked with um for Yanya who's done some crazy great stuff as well yeah. but the fact that she's open to that when she has the Dev Hines's and the Jack Antonoff's and the the Max Martin's at her door is yep. quite cool I think like she's really invested in in finding what sound she wants no matter what and that takes over any kind of like marketability or mainstream ambition or anything, which I think is, is really cool. With the
0: exclusion of Jack Antonoff, I think we saw a bit of this. We're recording this in the week of Midnight's by Taylor Swift being released as well. And there's a few producers on Taylor's album that are kind of relative unknowns as well. Um, yeah. Who had a, a few of their first kind of major pop cuts as well. And I think both of them are just love. trying to find the right sounds. Exactly. And, and there's no reason yeah. why, you know, we, we get very excited when we see a Max Martin or a Shell back jump on a song. Um, but there's no reason why some of the biggest and most... Exciting pop moments on these new records can't be from brand
1: new producers that we kind of don't know. Absolutely. And, and we've seen it happen so many times with yeah. number one records that it's a producer we've never heard of before. So it's a, it's a good move from her. I love her. It's good shit. Should we do a song game? Flop stars. Let's go into the song game. So we're keeping it nice and simple this week. No. No tricky business for me. No wordplay in the name of this song game. It's just Carly vs. 2022 pop. So I'm just putting songs from this record up against songs from this year that I think are kind of a a good match. Let's start off with Beach House versus Karma by Taylor Swift. Two funny tongue-in-cheek pop songs.
0: This is a very hard one. I think Karma's more understated, probably... I don't want to say a smarter right because it's not about being smart. I think... Yeah. But Beach House is just so fucking funny and fun. And yeah. shout out Alex Hope, who has been cutting away at some of Pop's greatest moments of the last 10 years. And Is she you
1: know, one of the writers? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow.
0: I know. Just an <laughs> unbelievable creator. Um, First m- music from Alex was on... Um, was on the Choice of Arn stuff, um, the very yeah. very early Choice of Arn stuff as a writer, and then they became a producer, and oh, it's just all incredible. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's something about uh, this is so hard because it's obviously not understated. In fact, it's quite the opposite. So, yeah, I, I just want to give it to Beach House because there's some daring and silly shit on there. That's like, I'm gonna harvest your organs. <laughs> I love and- <laughs> that you like Beach House. I, yes!
1: I thought that maybe so you silly. wouldn't be a go for it. No. It's so silly. The first time I heard it, I was like, what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All the men that just pop up. Do we know who any of the men are? Like No, a-
1: no idea. <laughs> and the, when I heard them in the in the chorus, I was like, that's strange. And then when it got to like, I'll harvest your organs, I was like, What is going yes. on here? I but haven't heard the a music more video more
0: for it yet. Have you seen the music video for Beach House? Is there yes, a music video? You just, yeah, it's great. Okay, cool. It's great. Is it kind it's of really camp? Because in my head, I was like, this could totally be a Charlie XCX boys moment where all of those men are like dubbed by like, like oh, somewhat funny, really good famous people. I thought that could have been a fun little angle on it. But, you know, I'm not on the direction team for the videos of this Carly Red Jepsen record. Um, anyway, have yeah, you I'm gonna seen go the, the music
1: video? Sorry, this is way off topic. No, have you seen the music video for Adele's I Drink Wine yet?
0: No, it has, has it come out now?
1: It, it just came out over a couple now. hours ago. No, I yeah. haven't.
0: What was the Easter egg? That, what was the reason that she pulled all the world's press together for the premiere?
1: No reason. Absolutely none. Perfect. Even. She obviously <laughs> thinks it's a great video. Which i was is, sucking in by is. your
0: tiktok you, you she told literally
1: me yeah <laughs> no nothing happened she was she literally floats down a river on a floaty <laughs> with a glass of wine in her hand the whole time and the whole Perfect. time people keep pouring more wine and stuff like it's absolutely outrageous but it's, it's good all we very need. silly silly Carly, like beach house your thoughts um yeah <laughs> this is really hard I don't know, because Beach House has grown so much on me, but I think Karma might end up being one of the pop songs of the year for me, which Beach yeah. House may not. I just love that it goes reputation era, but reputation era Taylor Swift, I could tell she had a chip on her shoulder, and there was something like a bit much about a few of the songs she did on that record. Like, I did something bad, and it it was all a bit like, I don't know, a bit actory and musical theater-ish but karma like she gets it you know she finally gets it it's like tongue in cheek it's ridiculous but delivered with this really cool vocal so i've got to go gotta go karma by taylor swift on this one i'm worried that i'm gonna undervalue carly at this point in this game but No, I was worried I was
0: undervaluing Karma by Taylor Swift in my choice because... (laughs) Okay, well, they got one each. It's fine. They'll sleep well tonight, Beach House and Karma. They'll be fine. (laughs) Good pairing for the first time. You know, you normally put up the hardest, like, two very comparative songs. I kind of like that you've gone with two almost, like, polar opposites in terms of the subtleness
1: of the... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next one. Talking to Yourself. Versus No One Dies From Love by Tuvelo. Oh,
0: this is very, very difficult.
1: Um, Two of the best pop songs of the year, I would say. Easily,
0: easily, easily, easily. Um, This is a really, really difficult one. I know I say this quite regularly. I just think the Tuvalu song needs more of its flowers. And I think Talking To Yourself is going to get its flowers now that we... Have some time, and also hearing it in the context of the rest of the record. But it is kind of like, it's another one of those kind of centerpiece tracks for me, um, and I think without it, it just wouldn't be, the, it wouldn't be as much. Ah, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, to, I'm gonna go to on this one. I yeah, just, yeah. I just think there's something about that track that's just a cut ahead of everything. Whereas the Carly, the Carly one's probably a little bit more middle of the road from some of the other tracks on the
1: record. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one. Talking to Yourself is just such classic Carly and such smart songwriting, richly melodic. But it's definitely a safe move from her in the context of the record. Whereas No One Dies From Love was just such a great comeback for her this year and really set Dirt Femme up spectacularly. And the feeling when that beat kicks in in the second chorus remains unchanged for me like it's a goosebump moment for me to this day and to be honest at this point when i'm thinking about the year back just from a quick glance i think no one dies from love is gonna be my number one song of Whoa. the year so with that said i'm gonna go talking to yourself <laughs> i'm gonna go no one dies from love aware that i am under underselling carly a bit at this point that's it's huge unintentional. For song of the year Sophie. I think so. You know what that deserves? I can't think of it. That gets
0: my explosion sound. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> That's huge. That's incredible. Isn't a really great explosion? I didn't
1: hear much of that. I think no, it I thought it will
0: gargle over Zoom. Don't worry, it'll come through in the real recording. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it gave me a little bit of a little bit of pep in my
0: step. That's a big call though. Number one song of the year. We'll see if it stands up at the end of the year. We'll see what happens when Rihanna puts her new song out. Um, We'll see. What's our next matchup?
1: Next matchup is The Loneliest Time What happened was We reached the moon Versus About Damn Time by Lizzo. Oh.
0: Time tracks. Time tracks, a couple of time tracks. The lo- it's funny with the loneliest time. I think you know when it first came out, I was like, "This is this is very fun," but I don't know whether it's going to do anything. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's a TikTok viral sensation, as was about damn time. Um, I just reckon, I just reckon about damn time was such a re a perfect rearrival, and a yeah. perfect reminder of the kind of joy and you know loudness of. Lizzo, that it's quite hard to match that with something that's probably a little bit more plotting and also involve, uh, involves Rufus Wainwright. Um, I just don't know if I can ever do Rufus Wainwright over Lizzo,
1: so I'm going to go with Lizzo for this one. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough, but I Fair love stuff. Um, I like the sentiment of about damn time. I think it's a little mid, to be honest. I, it, it's a little H and M. Um, for me yeah
0: but it's all a bit kind of it's all a little bit um sanitized isn't it a lot of this yeah it
1: feels a bit forced it's missing that mm. kind of rawness of some of lizzo's other tracks the loneliest time um yeah i agree the the rufus wayne thing's a little jarring but i just think this song has flowered in the past few weeks thanks yeah. to tiktok And that bridge is just spectacular. Like one of Carly's best bridges she's ever written. And I just love how it unfolds so slowly and so naturally over the course of four minutes. And it's not concerned with being too much or too camp or whatever. It just lets it all out. And it's such a great closer to the record as well. Um, So I, I have to go the loneliest time here for me. Yeah. My first win for Carly. I kind
0: of want to change my mind, but I've already committed to it. I've <laughs> nah. already committed to a moment, to an option. I still I still believe it is the better I still believe it is a great return. I think it's the perfect
1: return. It's season. a good return. You're right. Yeah. It is. It's loud. It, it's it's And it, I, I wanted it, her to win with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Bad bitch clock. It's thick thirty. I mean I great, think I prefer though to
1: um to be loved too. To yeah, time.
0: I think to be loved probably not to get not turn this into Lizzo Lizzo podcast, but um, I think to be loved kind of maybe does that sort of Oh what we were, what were we even talking about? It's just a bit too <laughs> sanit no, like it's a bit too sanitized, a bit too sort of obvious. I think it does yeah. that again, but I still love it, and I think the personality cuts through on it so much, and the key yeah. change is just Mwah, bueno,
1: um. That's oh. my hot take. That's my hot take. Okay. Sookie section to finish up with. Western Wind, lead single. Versus Evergreen by Omar Apollo.
0: Oh! Would you?
1: Would you do this?
0: Um, Look, if you'd said Benz versus Evergreen, that would have been a real Oh, now I want to change it. Nah, we'll committed find
1: yourself.
0: now. Western <laughs> Wind's. Um, Evergreen is just oh, so arresting, is it not? I hate using a wanky word like that, but it's just so... Simply
1: arresting. It's arresting.
0: <laughs> um, you know, Omar found himself this year in the last 12 months. We always knew he was a superstar, but now we know who he is and what he stands for and what he's about and what matters to him and what he cares about. Yeah. And I think Evergreen is such an evidence of that. It's car- <laughs> I can't believe those. I mean, anyway we're not a
1: gossip podcast um <laughs> oh I, no we're not God, yeah no exactly when it when it suits we're me for highbrow pop fans only so if that doesn't suit you tune uh, out
0: exactly only because i want to hear for
1: gutter pop go somewhere else go to another <laughs> pop podcast <laughs> only because i'm afraid of being um found out
0: and that when i want to do an interview when he's you know the biggest star in the world and they go well you said this about him five years ago and i go well you know I was on a podcast. And I was I was um, coerced by my co-host.
1: Only good Sam things Murphy. about Omar. I have interviewed Omar before, and he. So am I actually? S- isn't he the best? <laughs> he's the, he was he's so, so sweet. friendly. I felt like he yeah. was my friend. I like felt like separation from him when he hung up the call. Literally, I felt like we were besties, and yeah. he probably hasn't thought about me a second since. Not a second since, but unless yeah, this is about me, me. Which I'm it could be. Still looking for clues. <laughs>
0: Uh your take cuz i mean this is this is a very this is a hard one i just don't think western um western wind cuts as much for me even even with the context of the whole album now
1: yeah i love love them both both such good songs both not my favorite songs on yep. their respective albums um but yeah it's kind of hard to go past evergreen isn't it yeah i saw myself going the other way but now i'm going towards evergreen The best songs on this album are not the singles, I will say. Just to cover myself from not giving her any of these wins. (laughs) If Ben's or Bad Thing Twice was in here, I'd be, you know, singing her praises. But yeah, I've got to go Evergreen. Let's just do it. Let's close the game. (laughs) Get it done. Locked in. Get it done. So should we talk about where this is expected to kind of
0: land on the charts? I mean, we're recording this first week of the of the album being out. You know, any any kind
1: of exciting chart stories coming for The Loneliest Hour? Yeah, so it's not doing too bad. It's aiming for a top 20 debut in the US, which is um, good for yeah. her, I believe. I was looking up where her other albums got to and I got distracted earlier in the day. So I'm going to talk very slowly. Unsurprising. While and I search hear. on Wikipedia. Yep. And I'm bringing it up right now. And if she lands in the top 20 of the charts, it will be her... Oh, she's done that with every album. So, um, uns- <laughs> Wow! <laughs> so, expected. Um, but not doing too bad. I think the big story here is the loneliest time is racking up numbers. So, for context, it's about 4 million streams on spotify now it's only been out for what two and a half weeks yep um then the biggest single on the album western wind which has been out for probably six months now has seven million streams so it's easily going to be the biggest song on the record it's still picking up steam on tiktok a lot of people going like i can't believe she's still around and is that is that seriously what is happening I'm like, are people that off the pulse? Like, am I just in my own world? Obviously, I'm a massive pop music fan and I don't expect people to know the intricacies of a Carly Rae Jepsen album like we do. But like, do you, have you not, does it really seem like she's disappeared?
0: Well, I mean, like, I what's spoke the a-
1: vibe around this this Australian tour being announced?
0: For well, the, this is the thing I spoke about this on TikTok last week because before the actual tour got announced, where she's doing headline dates in the three major cities, she was announced on a festival called Golden Plains Festival. Now this festival for 15, 20 years has been an incredible festival and a really important part of Australian music culture, but it has been so highbrow. It has been so rock bro. It's like inner city Melbourne, like, um, you listen to Triple R, the community public access radio station in Melbourne, like, you know, you know, the type it's been that festival. And this year they announced Carly Rae Jepsen as I think third on the bill. So quite a, quite a big billing, um, you know I personally I think she's the biggest star on the on the thing, but I, I can't who the Let me just quickly check who she was who else is on so it It's important she's con- third. yeah, I think it's important context um it's golden Plains festival here we go so top of the bill is um I don't even know half of these fucking people
1: very interesting to our. Um, other listeners. Yeah, so we'll overseas chop this places, one down. But, um... <laughs> um so the top the
0: she's fourth on the lineup. Bikini kill, uh top of the bill. So that's, yeah. you know, the original riot girl kind of thing from memory. Uh Fortette is second. Huge. Um yeah. and then Soul to Soul, which is a London club culture kind of thing from the nineties, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. From memory. Um Angel Olsen's like sixth on the bill and Carly's fourth there. So it's, okay. she, she's definitely up there. The write-up they give her is really important. You know, they they give the context of Call Me Maybe and then, you know, what she's done since. But yeah. I I don't know. I, I would say two years ago, that would have been laughed at by that festival, definitely. the idea of booking her. And sh- kudos to... The touring company Penny Drop, who've been a big part of this alongside Frontier Touring, which is one of the sort of like big Live Nation-esque touring companies in Australia. Um, Penny Drop are a kind of more independent one who've toured some really interesting artists and given them their first kind of shot on the Australian stage. And I think they've probably helped to um, correct the narrative that might be out there from this kind of highbrow world. And I think it's going to be a really healthy thing for Carly to do something like this. But it's it's just fucking annoying that it's taken 10 years of Carly releasing really brilliant you know, critically brilliant, you know, stuff that connects to a wide audience. Yeah. They've to be noticed by the indie bros now that this Poptimism thing is like overgrown into a fucking mo- mossy mess. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but, and this is the thing, I think. But I think the, the headline shows and the last headline shows, which I didn't end up coming to, but the last headline shows, I think there was a real aura in the room that that was genuine pop fans sitting there. Like, all of the... Like, these people love her. Not just there for the nostalgia factor. Not there for the call me maybe factor. But if you talk to anyone... Yeah. Like, I'm in a commercial radio building at the moment. If you talk to anyone in this commercial radio landscape about Carly Rae Jepsen, the only thing they know is call me maybe. There's been no conversation Crazy. about Crazy. Which is nuts.
1: Crazy. Yeah. Have you been to a Carly show?
0: No, still haven't been. Nah. It I didn't go last time because I was wallowing in the depths feeling. of my breakup. I wish I was there. It would have been perfect I for that. I was wallowing was
1: wallowing <laughs> oh, it is the best feeling the yeah. pure joy on her face from start to finish is yeah. really something to behold and like i've been watching little clips of her um live in the u.s at the moment and the songs from this album are going down so well like people yeah. are just yelling that bridge in the loneliest time it's really really cool to see you have you've seen her a few times now right I've seen her, yeah, I think I've seen her three times now. I've seen a headline show and I've seen two festival shows, and they're all incredible. The best thing is, she has no. Like, there's no obvious closer to the set. She's always moving things around. Call Me Maybe comes in at, like, song three. Run Away With Me sometimes starts it or it's in the middle, you know. She's got so many big pop songs to play with now.
0: Yeah. I'm so excited to see what the, what the next touring iteration looks like. And I think this album will bring everything together really nicely and provide those kind of totally. moments that, that big shows like this need. You know, you need yeah. those more vulnerable moments. You need the sort of encore where she comes out with just the acoustic guitar. That's what we were.
1: Well, she's now. been doing. Go find yourself or whatever. Oh, throughout of course the she has. Before people had even heard it, and it's a real like nice Ooh. moment of shade for the for the show.
0: So happy about this.
1: Um, should we do my game? Let's do
0: it. Okay, my game. I need to bring up. Hang on one second. I need to bring up one thing. Um, okay, I'm just excited to have a game this week. It's been two weeks since I brought a game to the table. So I'm just. (laughs) Since you stole my
1: song game last week. Oh
0: no! You you gave me your song game. You wrote my name next to it. Remember? (laughs) (laughs) Accidentally. Okay. Incompetence on both parts. I wish to bring you to the opening lyrics of Beach House. Boy number one made a picnic for two. Saw he was nervous. I thought it was cute until I found out that his mum made the food. It was good though. It
1: was good though.
0: (laughs) I wish to present to you. Mum made the food, my game about food-related pop songs and other songs from various artists. <laughs> I'm going to give you an artist, and you need to name a food-related song by this artist. Now, the food might oh. be in the title. The food might be in the lyrics, okay?
1: Okay. All right. I'm going to start with oh, the woman wow, I'm nervous.
0: who returns with new music this week, who I know you are a huge super fan of, Rihanna. Give me a food-related Rihanna song.
1: Um, cake, 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 cake. But you yes. want to put your name on it. Yes.
0: Yeah. Good. Do you know, do you remember the name of the song?
1: Birthday cake.
0: Yay! Yes. <laughs> Good from you. Um, all right. Seminal classic from Jack Johnson.
1: Give me the Jack Johnson. Oh, song banana pancakes. Bang, I've just been in Hawaii. Na- Are you kidding me?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've do heard can- that about eighty different
0: ways. Surfing his waves. <gasps> um, okay, give me Harry Styles' food-related song. There are two. I want you to name both. Okay, Watermelon Sugar Mhm. and Grapefruit off Harry's House. Shit, there's three. Give me a third as well. I didn't even think about Grapefruit.
1: <laughs>
0: uh. Here's a hint. There's been a food-related song on every Harry Styles album. I don't know. I don't know. You're missing the one from the first album. I know, I a but thing. I can't think. It's a type of fruit. No.
1: Three, two. I don't have anything. One. I got nothing.
0: It's. Shivers. Kiwi. kiwi.
1: Oh, of course. Yeah. Kiwi fruit. Is that a thing in I America? Hate Is kiwi, kiwi fruit, fruit so. a thing in America, though? I don't think so. No, <laughs> I don't see it often. It's, it's awful. A, horrible. Yeah, no. Well, as someone who famously doesn't know, well, you eat hate fruit, fruit so. Yeah, yeah,
0: you know this. Give me the Eminem song that references food. Eminem. Eminem song. I didn't get that. Um, lose script. Yourself. <laughs> Bang! you nailed it. Now, for, the, for your final hit, name me the Weird Al Yankovic song that references food. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Eminem song that his no. parody of Lose Yourself? No. Well,
0: maybe. Think of the one I'm thinking of. It's a Michael Jackson
1: parody. Oh, eat it. When he does be, eat it instead of eat beat it. it.
0: Yes! Yes! Nailed it. <laughs> Woo.
1: Oh, that's so fun. <laughs>
0: that's the food related game Mum Made the Food.
1: <laughs> I love doing bespoke one-off games. <laughs> <laughs> and Nick's new memoir out next week, Mum Made the Food. She always <laughs> did, and I did not. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, let's talk about the critics what the critics have said about this album obviously yep. we've had our say um, but some more highbrow critics it's been a real mixed bag this one mm. a lot of people I think really get it and yep. really get that this is a totally different vibe for Carly and I think some people don't quite get it Yeah. and Pitchfork gave it a 6.5 they said with a more defined roadmap, the whole album might have led somewhere worth sticking around for which is wild to me because I just think she offers such a, a beautiful path through this, through the, the thesis statement, as you said, that she presents at the <laughs> beginning. But Rolling Stone did get it. They said the loneliest time is her most emotionally adventurous music yet high gloss post bubblegum synth pop that packs a serious punch even at its fizziest.
0: Well, I hope um, Rolling Stone spends a bit more time unpacking the darker moments of the album as well than that line because that, that, to me, I know, that doesn't really it. do it much justice, yeah, does it?
1: that's right. And also, is um, kind of the same. Four out of five, fully fleshed out pop songs with endless charm. If this is what living in the moment sounds like, it suits her. I do that's agree like, it's what living in the moment sounds like.
0: Yeah, it's what living in all of the moments of, you know, emotion and, you know, and, and big and... Small and... I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. (laughs) You know, the moments of joy and the moments of sadness all coming together in one. That is is literally living in the moment. And that is
1: exactly what this album unpacks in a really beautiful way. Is there a song that you think misses the mark a little on that vibe?
0: Look, now that we've spoken about it, I kind of agree on Shooting Star. Just, I still think it's an excellent song, but I think in terms of capturing life in the moment, and maybe it's the moment that, you know... Maybe it's the um, substance-induced, you know, um, overt joy kind of moment of life. Yeah. But, um, yeah, prob- probably shooting star for me, I reckon, um, just doesn't quite, yeah, yeah, meet that, meet that, you know. So
1: you there's, think there's mushrooms a were um, absolutely taken during In- the making of this record? <laughs> Injected into the system <laughs> and so there should be you know i've never i've never
0: done mushrooms but from all reports they are quite a you know they're quite an explorative kind of way to unlock emotions and unlock feelings yeah. so go babe
1: enjoy it just gives me this album gives me a solar power star crossed, casey musgraves vibe yes. in a way although i think it does it more successfully than both of those records it's a very big call
0: it's a very big call that I would probably agree with, to be honest. And, you know, I think it provides so much more of the joy that maybe Casey misses out on at, at moments. But that's not Casey's thing necessarily, you know. There's definitely been joy no. from
1: Casey, but... Um, no, she's not going to give us a runaway with me anytime nah. soon, I don't think. Nor should As she. We slow the tempo down. <laughs> um, do you want me to hit you with, with my game? I won't Let's go! You, but I'll, I'll gently ease you into me. it. Thank you. So, I this is called Lonely or Not. I'm going to give you a bunch of albums and I want you to tell me if on the album cover the artist is joined by somebody else
0: <gasps> wow okay I thought you were going to go with songs that, like are there any songs on the album that have a feature but I like this oh, that's quite good too. well as a visual right. learner from way back I'm sure I'm going to be great at this
1: really okay no. I want you to get all of them Okay. <laughs> Crash by Charlie XCX
0: Crash by Charlie XCX she is, she is on her own On a bike, isn't she? Like, sort of standing up, looking at the top of the cover. Is that that one?
1: Uh, She has been um, mowed down by a car.
0: Is there anyone in the car?
1: I mean, we don't see that. So, technically, you're correct. Yes, correct. (laughs) (laughs) The next one is Art Pop by Lady Gaga.
0: Um, That's her on her own, in her full face of paint.
1: Yeah, that's easy. Harder. Incorrect. What? She's joined by some Renaissance figures that are kind what do you mean? of On Art that have a look. Oh wait, I'm thinking of the applause artwork. I'm
0: thinking of the artwork for applause, of course.
1: Well, it's not oh, the game the game's them. not what you're thinking of.
0: There's heaps of them. <laughs> hey them all. See? Yeah, yep. out by the blur. Um shit, I thought that I was thinking about the applause artwork. Okay. We'll
1: so that's wrong. Okay. Okay, the next one is Familiar by Camilla Cabello.
0: Oh, I've got a shirt with this album cover on it. She is not on her own. She is joined by, I think, a, a niece or a cousin.
1: Correct. Yes. Yeah. Thank She's you, Sony of Music, of for the suffocating T-shirt suffocating that helped me them. answer that question. Suffocating them. The next one is "Chemtrails Over the Country Club" by oh, Lana and Del Rey.
0: Oh, do some sort of Lana situation. Oh, ah. uh, well, you
1: stand now. You should. I, know.
0: That's a good point. I think she from. Oh. Why do I have it in my head that she's joined by, like, someone from the 50s? Like, a, like is superimposed into this. I think, I think you're she's thinking joined by of someone. Norman
1: effing Rockwell.
0: Oh, yeah, that's Norman effing Rockwell. They're on the boat, aren't they? They're on the ship. And yeah. Yeah. Okay, no, scratch that. She's on the And you know ride. who that is? It's who?
1: Jack Nicholson's grandson, I believe. What? Yeah. Why? <laughs> is he a model or a friend? I don't know. Who is the man in Norman... Fucking Rockwell cover. Duke Norfleet. Duke Nicholson.
0: Yeah. Duke, yeah.
1: Model Duke Bella, Nicholson.
0: Rumoured to be Bella Hadid's boyfriend in twenty twenty.
1: Wow. Big news. All right. Um, anyway, but, you haven't answered this.
0: I said I, I reckon sing I reckon on her own in chemtrails.
1: No, she's joined by several friends, yeah. including her sister, I believe, on the I'm cover. Sure. I I was better. It's a shocking cover um, um, Next one Control okay. by Scissor
0: oh, they, There's a lot of friends in that one There's a lot more than one person uh, Control by Scissor, no she's sitting Oh no wait, isn't there a baby? She's sitting with a baby
1: No she is not, she's by oh. herself <laughs>
0: She's sitting with a baby I thought there was a baby on her lap She's sitting on, on the ground isn't she With like her legs crossed
1: Yeah yeah, with like oh, um, there's no baby monitors there. behind her. It's oh, a there's JB monitors. Hi-Fi catalogue shop.
0: Do monitors count as people?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a very existential <laughs> question. <laughs> Star by Casey Musgraves.
0: There's not even a single person on that album cover, is there? Correct.
1: Yeah. tried to trip you up. <laughs> you tried!
0: <laughs> Poster Girl by Zara Larson. Fuck, how many of them is there? Um, There's three more. Okay, poster are our last Larson, the album that couldn't quite. Um, <laughs> I think I I. Can. I, think I, can. I <laughs> no, it's oh, yeah. No, it's just her. There might be multiple of her, but it's just her. Yeah, she's joined by herself on a I poster. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. That doesn't count as another person. Yeah. Well, it does. It's no. Continue. All her <laughs> And I prefaced it I prefaced it that way I know the cover <laughs> Purpose by Justin Bieber Um The what? Oh, Purpose <laughs> <laughs> I was confused uh, Purpose by Justin Bieber Um Fuck Now nah, that's just him I don't think he's ever been joined by anyone on
1: his, his album cover I'm pretty sure that's just him That is correct Yes Final one, The Pink Print by Nicki Minaj.
0: I was just getting in a groove there. The pink print. Um Oh I feel I feel like it's just her. Yeah, just her.
1: Not only is it not her, it's nobody. And it's simply a fingerprint. Oh, lipstick, now I know I it I see
0: it immediately yeah. Jesus, alright, I wasn't as good at that game as I thought But I liked the well, game Well, you didn't anywhere. do
1: too bad Yeah, I yeah. liked it, That was a bit of fun Yeah, Bit of fun, <laughs> bit of a laugh <laughs> Bit of a laugh, why not Bit of a <laughs> laugh Alright, hit me with your best and worst score out of
0: 10 Oh, chop, chop. nervous <laughs> Um, I Best, oh, they're both really hard You know what, I'm actually going to go Surrender my heart for best
1: Wow Okay. I
0: just, I don't know. I runner actually, up. I don't even. I actually don't know. Well, runner runner up would be Benz and Beach House. I think kind of, you know, the the sort of yeah. yin and yang of one another. Um, I really like No Thinking Over the Weekend, the bonus track as well. I think that deserved its flowers on the record.
1: Really? Yeah, I think it's gorgeous. I, just think I it kind hate of... that one. What? That's so interesting. Okay, I'm gonna go back. I'll go Give it another and go. With another shot. Give it another go.
0: This yeah. album has so many of those kind of saccharin references that she is the best at those sort of sugar sweet moments that only she can kind of do. You know, in describing feeling and emotion. Um yeah. It's so hard to choose a song I don't like. Um, oh, I don't even know. I don't even know. Maybe like. Maybe far away. Oh maybe. But even that I still like. I just I'm just like I wanna be hit with like a beach house by that point. I don't know. I okay. uh, you Fair know what, enough. take that with a grain of salt, because I'm just looking I'm looking for negativity and I don't want to be doing that. Um okay. out of ten, it's it's really hard early days to give it a give it a rating, but I would definitely say an eight and a half at this stage. Amazing.
1: Okay, great. Um, my favourite. My favourite. This is really hard. I know. It's really hard. I know. I'm edging towards Bad Thing Twice or Ben's. Mm. Uh, I feel like I've got to say Ben's. Yeah. I think it's Ben's. Yeah. And then least favorite song, so nice. I just, it's yeah. just too feather light for me. Yeah, it's um, just a
0: bit. It's like silky and just a little. Okay, I'm gonna actually change mine. to So nice as well. Yeah, I'm gonna agree <laughs> with you on that.
1: <laughs> it's just Let's like a pile on. There. So
0: nice. Fuck so nice. <laughs> Put it in the bin. And you're right. Um, I'm so
1: nervous. Eight eight out of ten. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could oscillate between an eight, eight point five, but yeah, I think eight out of ten feels. Feels right for me.
0: Whatever we think now, I think what we know is this album is gonna be in our hearts and on our playlist forever. And it's gonna be it really some songs is. that will last a test of time. And that is the point of a great Flop Stars album, is that it does exactly that, that it defies the charts and the critics occasionally to be yeah. a massive hit in our hearts, and that is the whole point of Flop Stars, and that's why we're so stoked to do this. Podcast it's good everybody.
1: to have Carly back on it. You Check know what? Out. I've just looked at the planning, the schedule, and we've yeah. got a, a great a a great episode next week. It's I'm excited be to do this. We've nice got one two punch this album in this episode.
0: Good premonition.
1: See if you can work it out.
0: T- hit us up at Flopstars Podcast on Instagram, Flopstars Pod on TikTok until I can work out to change that one to Flopstars Podcast. Um, we're also always active on our individual Instagrams and TikToks as well. Um, PopSamCam and NickKelly.mp3 um, slash NickWKelly on TikTok because I can't keep anything uniform. Um, <laughs> give us a follow and share this podcast also with your friend. Also, get in
1: touch. Shout, yes! Call us out when we've done something wrong. Someone called us out the other day and told us that our opinion on... Harley's in Hawaii by Katy Perry had changed because apparently we hated it on one podcast and by the next (laughs) we've become quite fond of it it's called context that's the shit I want to hear
0: yes (laughs) let us know give us feedback (laughs) and any episode you want us to do as well this podcast is not ending anytime soon don't you worry about that the list of albums we have to get through is so fucking long and we just want you to add to it there is also that Um, with that in mind have a wonderful week Let us know your thoughts. Chat next week with a huge album. Then all semi has something to do with this.
1: (laughs) Not really.